All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about mystery. Let's talk about adding mystery to a game. Uh, your your uh, Norse mythology puzzle game has some really interesting mystery, and you know we we won't spoil anything here. But you've got some really cool things kind of uh, underlying. It's not just puzzles. You don't just you know solve a puzzle and then move on to puzzle B. Like there's more to it. There's some story and narrative and mystery going on. And so tell me about how you added mystery to your game, and then we, maybe we can kind of go you know look at kind of a bigger picture of things. Sure. I mean, I mean, mysteries are really just obscured information. So whatever, it's almost like dramatic irony, right? Like what the audience knows and what the characters don't know, but in this case, it's the opposite. Um, (laughs) So you're, you know, you don't want to give away too much information and you want to kind of give it away in little tidbits. So it's like, titillating I guess um and allowing you to sort of piece things together before you're finding out the big picture um and hopefully allow you to piece together a lot of the picture before you really get the rest of the information but um I think it's also nice to like make little connections um I guess kind of like foreshadowing like mentioning little details in the beginning that will come to be important later and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this is super difficult to do, uh, and especially like with novels and, and I guess as, as games become more and more narrative driven, it's playing fair, right? It's like if you're reading a novel and, and it's a mystery and you get to the end and you're like, oh, okay, so Steve over here, he turns out to be the murderer. And so I don't know about other people, but I like to go back and look through the novel kind of skimming and, and just kind of see, did the author play fair? The clues that they, they dropped, the hints that they kind of gave to the reader, were they fair of like actually pointing towards Steve? Like, could I have actually figured it out if I was a little smarter, a little more clever? Could I have figured out that Steve was the, the murderer, right? And I feel like in games, you, you kind of want to do the same thing where, where people go back and they go, ah, okay, yeah, I should have seen that. I should have seen this. But at the same time, you don't want to make it too easy for, for people to see those things. And so like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you find that balance of it being fair, you know, that you, you, you gave clues, but it not being so easy that people kind of get out in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you're also kind of saying what I said earlier um, about kind of when you look back on it, you're like, oh, all of this makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, even if you, even if you didn't necessarily solve it. So you, I mean, you have to just give just enough information for you to be able to solve it without giving it away it's you know it's kind of similar to like logic puzzles you know where you have those grids and you have just enough information of like which house bob lived in and what it was next Mm -hmm. to and you know you have to use those clues to you know deduce the rest of the information but you're you're just doing that with you know maybe less than half of it so when, when you're putting mystery into a game, do you start off with like a big outline or like a spreadsheet of ideas about clues? And like, do you, do you have an idea of like where you want to end and kind of work backwards? Or like, what does it look like to kind of infuse the game with clues, with the mystery? Um, I, I usually write an outline of the story. And so an outline of the story, but simultaneously like an outline of components and what the player gets and knows so you know I might write like 
here's what happened during this part of the story. The player will get this letter, which will say, you know, this guy went to the bank. And then he will also get an article that's talking about this. And that's going to be a clue for this thing later in the future. Um, so it's I'm kind of working on both of those levels at the same time. Yeah, very cool. And then, like, tell me about the ebb and flow. Like, so you have this outline, you have this idea, but then you actually start making the game. So, like, how does the how often does the outline stick to what you wanted it to be versus you know, oh, I need to move this, I need to change this around. Like, tell me about your process. Oh, it definitely moves around a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'll outline it, but I mean, as I'm writing the story, I'm also thinking like, what's going to be a good puzzle to put here because I. I do want to integrate them. So whatever is happening also has to reflect what the questions and what the puzzles are. Um, and so if I end up figuring out that like something in the story isn't working or something in the puzzle isn't working, I might have to change the other one to, you know, reflect the change that I'm making in the first thing. Um, because, you know, it, like I might want to change a pu change a puzzle and then I'm like, this doesn't make sense in context. Why would this character do this thing? So are they going to do it or do they actually have some other reason, you know? And so it, it definitely does change throughout. Well, awesome. Well, Rita, I really appreciate appreciate your thoughts on this. I mean, it's, this is hard. This is why you don't see very many really good mystery games or mystery-driven games. Uh, and even a lot of the good ones are kind of more logic-based than they are narrative-based. You know, it's really just uh, deducing different things and figuring out kind of, okay, I can eliminate that, eliminate this. Oh, here's the answer, as opposed to like going through a, a well-crafted narrative and figuring it out, I think. So I think that's, there's a lot to, to still be done as far as the mystery uh, genre goes in, in board games. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate what you're doing on that front and the really cool games you're coming out with over at Post Curious. And uh, yeah, really appreciate your time and good luck with everything you got going on right now. Thank you again.